Well, all right, and welcome in to the Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We are the little podcast on the prairie. I'm Jared, and I've got Chase here with me. What's good, J Mac? Dude, we are uh, we're sitting here recording audio only this time. What do you think about that? Yeah, it feels nice. Real relaxed, kicking back on the couch. Yeah, we're chilling on the couch, which is a which is a big change up for us. I like it. I, I'm uh, I've got better vibes. We're trying something a little different on the podcast now. This way, uh, people can. I feel like people can put us in their pocket, or they can uh, minimize us on their desktop, or whatever it is, and just continue throughout their day. It's a little bit easier to listen to, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you for sure. So let's talk some Oklahoma City Thunder. They are two and two in their last four. What's kind of been different? You know, Russ finally got back. You know, the, the first game he he came back for, I believe, was was the game against the Kings that they end up losing by four. The Kings, for whatever reason, give give OKC some trouble. Um, and, like, and like historically, like for a long time, yeah. it feels like for the most part this year, it's because the Kings love to play with pace, love to play with pace. And what OKC has been doing and why they why they won nine out of ten and were playing really well because it kind of slowed the game down. Ran the offense through Steven Adams to start the game, let him facilitate some, and then go from there, let their defense kind of get in rhythm. That team just loves to speed you up. And so they're playing fast, so OKC is trying to play fast. It's Russ's first game back. He's trying to play fast, trying to put his imprint on the game, trying just to, you know, he was ready to get out there. Probably played with a little too much energy at times, you know, the ups and downs when you're when you're back. And, and that team, again, had to adjust again to, to him being back on the court. Yeah, Russ kind of had a, a really bad shooting night that night. I remember that was last Monday when we're recording this episode. He he really didn't shoot well. Then we jump into the next game, which is a lot of happier note. The Thunder just destroyed yeah. the Warriors. What was the what was the what was the difference there? I, I kind of just felt like as a whole, their their energy raised. Their their they didn't play down to their opponent. That whenever you know this is this is uh, the Warriors without Curry. Yeah. It wasn't them waiting for you know the the blitz, if you will, yeah. of, of of the Warriors. They kind of jumped out and said, "This is our game. We're going to take it over." Yeah, you know it, it. It was it was back and forth early on. You know, obviously, anytime that the the Thunder come to Golden State, that crowd gets amped up. KD gets amped up because you have you know KD versus OKC, KD versus Russ. That whole dynamic, but I mean, Dennis Schroeder was just phenomenal in this game. I mean, I don't know if you have 30, his numbers pulled 32 up. Thirty-two off the bench in twenty-eight minutes. Yeah, and they said that's the first time that that any Thunder player has scored thirty or more off the bench since Anthony Morrow, aka No Dip Anthony, as, as we affectionately call him as <laughs> of right now, uh, in two thousand fifteen. That was the first time someone off the bench has gone for thirty. And so, again, we we talked about Schroeder before the season started. And now he was going to have a huge impact on this team. And and so far he's done it. And it's been more than just scoring. He's facilitated. He's defended a lot better than I thought he would. And, you know, he's very he's been very active. Hands in passing lanes, you know, diving down to bigs who are putting the ball on the floor. He looked great. Everybody just kind of played within themselves other than that. You know, you had some some injuries that, that happened that game. Ferg, you know, Clay Thompson goes up and kind of pump fakes and then jumps into him. And then Ferg comes down on his foot, rolls his ankle. Diallo had a really scary fall. Looked like that he might have broken a leg. They had to get the stretcher and, and take him off the floor, but it turned out there was no serious Thank damage. Goodness, yeah. Just an ankle sprain. They said they'd reevaluate in, in 10 to 12 days. So all things considered, those were blessings um, that they weren't more severe. And, and again, OKC didn't take that and just kind of go straight downhill. They, they kept their energy, kept their pace, and just blew this team out. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, they, they didn't slow down. And, and like you said, we said early in the season, and, and specifically you said that you thought Schroeder was going to be the best uh, backup point guard in the league. Really, he's been that, I feel like, so far. It's going to be exciting to watch that as it goes on and see if he's in the talks for maybe sixth man of the year or something like that. You said something about his defense, Schroeder's defense. I think that has so much to do with the fact that he feels like he's doing a great job on this team and he's got confidence and the team's playing well. And you know as well as I do, when the team plays well, you've got that confidence that, you know, I'm going to give everything I got. I know he is too, my teammate. And, you know, that means all five of us are going to do it, all 13 of us on the bench. We're going to win a lot of games. We, we're we're going to play hard. And, and so you see that with Schroeder and that game again, 32 points. Russell Westbrook, 11 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists in that game. A big time statement game, I feel like, for the Thunder going forward. Yeah, it's it's huge. It, it shows just just how well OKC can compete with, with the top teams in the West. You know, regardless. And again, you know, Russ didn't have his best night. PG didn't necessarily, necessarily have his best night. But now they've got creators and facilitators all throughout the team and and Dennis Schroeder being being the main one other than other than Russ and PG and so it's huge it allows Russ to play more off ball which which he's been more accustomed to or, or getting accustomed to as the season's gone on he's averaging two or three less touches a game he's averaging you know a, a lot less dribbles a game which you know they count that now in stats they said he's making a decision less than a second when he's touching the ball he's really into the into the team play whereas you know in years past when he felt like he was by himself not being able to let anybody else facilitate he's pounding the rock pounding the rock getting the pick and roll with steven adams getting the pick and roll with with patrick patterson and trying to finish this team just looks like a more well-oiled machine really on both ends and i think they found their identity yeah isn't the old adages to say uh he's dribbling the air out of the ball yeah <laughs> is that the thing or the leather say? off the ball oh, okay either one works for me and then after that the thunder had uh the uh, the Hornets, Hornets, I believe, and they beat them by five and then had the Nuggets at home and unfortunately lost that game. And that's the big one where uh, a lot of Thunder fans, you get to, I don't know if you've ever heard this term before. I say it occasionally, but Worstbrook. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook, when he's playing his worst game, likes to chunk a lot of threes. Russ uh, in that game was one for 12 from three point land. Yeah, it it was it was tough to watch. He was just he was more indecisive this game than I've seen him. He would he would catch the ball and then maybe jab step and they would back up off of him and he would sit there and think and just be like, "All right, I'm open. I'll shoot it." Yeah. Whereas those games when he was when he played the Hornets, he was he was ten of eighteen, didn't take many three point shots, played the game well. You know he he looked good. And again, you just take the good Westbrook with the bad, especially still. You know he came off injury, four games in, he's still you know trying to get back adjusted because you can't you can't practice gameplay if that makes sense like there's there's no substitute for it when you're in the game and so yeah you know and and honestly okc had a chance they were only down six at one point in the fourth some ill-advised turnovers some bad shots just just kind of led to to denver just just being able to to hold on and and take control And and that was a very banged up thunder team that night uh tlc the frenchman actually getting his first start of the season i believe in that game, playing 21 minutes, again, when this Thunder team's been healthy, they've been so good. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that, that injuries pile up, especially when you play hard like that. Uh, these weird things happen. And, yeah. and, and I think we talked about it early in the season when Russ first came back and he was a bit rusty. 
Listen, that's Russ's game sometimes. He yeah. he is going to shoot you out of some games, but he's going to win you a whole lot more games than he's going to lose you. And this, unfortunately, was one of those Worstbrook games, and I'm saying it with air quotes, Worstbrook games where he just kind of tries to pull up from KD range or Trey Young range and just chunk threes uh, because he's open, because these teams are leaving him open by design because they don't think he can make that shot. Some games he makes the defense pay, and some games we get 1 of 12. Yeah. No, I agree. The The difference between this year and years past is I think those games are fewer and, and, and far between. And if he does do that, he's got other guys who can make up for it. If, if Westbrook goes 5 of 20 from the field, 1 of 6 from the three-point line, has a few turnovers, doesn't look great. You've got Paul George. You've got Dennis Schroeder who can really step up. And, and even Steve, Steven Adams has looked great. They said, I, I looked at a stat, and Steven Adams, I think, has has one of the top five highest plus-minus on the court, off-the-court ratings. You know, it, it's super high positive when he's on the court and obviously very negative when he's off just because just because of, you know, you talk about Steph Curry with the gravity of Steph Curry at the three-point line. Everybody just watches for him. It opens up other lanes. It's the same thing with Steven Adams on, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. In the paint, anytime someone penetrates... All of a sudden, they're looking around, you know, saying, where is he? Where is he? I've got to get a body on him. He's a great offensive rebounder. Where is he in the pick and roll for the lob? Defensively, is he help side? Where is he? You know, and and that's helped the Thunder a lot. He's just looked so comfortable on both ends of the ball. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so as we transition away from, from games that the Thunder have already played and head towards uh, upcoming games, I need you to tell me if I'm crazy real quick. Okay. I think there's a decent chance that Oklahoma City could end up as the two seed in the West if things continue on on the current path that they're on. Now, again, if I'm crazy, just say, Jared, you're an idiot, you know, whatever. But I want to hear it because I kind of think that there, there's a, you know, not a great chance, but a somewhat decent chance if, if we get the best Oklahoma City for the rest of the way, they could end up in the two seed. Oh, no, you're definitely not crazy. And, and me, myself, being an Eastern Conference truther that I am... <laughs> I said after the Jimmy Butler trade to Philly that the top four teams in the East are more solidified, have more of an identity, and are probably going to be better one through four than the Western Conference teams one through four. Yep. You have Golden State at the top, whose Golden State looks great. And then in the West, just two through ten are just a crapshoot. Bunch of question marks. A bunch of question marks. So if a team can go on a run, much like much like Utah kind of did last year, and that they looked bad early. Gobert was hurt. He came back. They reeled off in 25 games, went like 19 and six or something. Just looked great, which this season they haven't looked quite as well. Yay. But <laughs> we like we like we like the Jazz being bad. Yeah. I, I have a weird saltiness towards the Jazz from last season. So not a big Joel Ingles guy, huh? I mean if he's he on just your became team, he's such great. a I'm sure. He just became such a meme last year that I'm I'm kind of happy to see them lose. And I, and it feels a little bad saying that, but it's true. Yeah. But no, I, I agree with you. If, if this team, which I think this is one of the few Western Conference teams that's found its identity early. They, they know that they want to slow the game down early. They want to, they want to play off of turnovers and, and get buckets that way. They want, to, they want to start inside out and do that, and, and they've got guys to do it. It's just a matter of them finally getting healthy. Before we talk about the next three upcoming games for the Thunder, do, yeah. you, do you really feel like right now that the, the Raptors are the best team in the NBA? I, I, I guess at this juncture, at this, in the at this juncture, uh, it's hard for me to say no. And I know you can say it's the Raptors. You know, the Raptors are going to do what they do. But with the addition of Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't look like he's hurt at all. You know, yeah, he, he looks he, pretty good. He's looked great on both ends of the floor. 
it's it's funny. I've watched some games that they've played. You know, they're on national TV a lot now. And then also, you know, through some streams and whatnot. Just wanted to see how he played with, with those guys. And he's more vocal than, than he has been in, in years past. He's, Might have been, yeah. I think it's just because, you know, on that team, it's much like the New England Patriots in the NFL. And that that coach kind of speaks for everyone. He's the one that he's the guy that everybody goes to to talk to. And then it trickles down. It was the Tim Duncan, the David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. So Kawhi, I don't know if he felt like he needed his voice or he just couldn't get his voice out there because there were so many others in that locker room. But he's gone to Toronto and become the leader with Kyle Lowry on that team. And so with Steph out and the Draymond drama in Golden State, I mean, they've got the best record. I think it's 16-4. and four in the Seven, end, 17, 17-4. and four. Okay. At 17-4. No, and of, four. This is Tuesday night when we're recording yeah. this uh, this week, but... Yeah, right now seventeen and four. Yeah, I would say. I mean, they're they're the best team in the NBA. They're probably the deepest team in the NBA. That bench, yeah. they do a great job of drafting late in the first round and developing that talent. Not a lot of teams can do it. A lot of these good teams rely on their superstars. Hope that they maybe maybe somebody gets hurt. They can trade for a first round pick, get somebody in free agency. Toronto is really good at developing these guys they draft, and then they're good at moving them for assets. Hopefully Oklahoma City does that. Diallo's looked good so far this season, and, and like you said, his, his injury looks pretty decent. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's talk about the next uh, three upcoming games. We've got Cleveland Cavaliers at home yep. in Oklahoma City. We've got the Atlanta Hawks at home, Trey Young. Young coming to town, Oklahoma City, and then at Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, the the all three of those games are winnable. It's it's fun because you get to see the Thunder play some some old OU alums, not necessarily with the Cavs. Though that team has been playing a lot better since actually they fired uh Tyron Lou. They beat the Sixers, they beat the Rock the Rockets. They've played some good basketball. They play very similar to how OKC plays in that they want to slow the game down. Really really muck it up and 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 want you to to turn the ball over and just kind of play sloppy. Which I think I think oh I think Oklahoma City wins that game. Uh, I think that they beat the Hawks as well. The Hawks aren't they're a fun team to watch. Four and sixteen. The though. four and sixteen Hawks are, are fun to watch. They've got Trey Young, they've got John Collins, they've got Torian Prince. Um, which Torian Prince is a Baylor guy. He played there for a few years, so some some OU fans may know him. Obviously, you know Trey Young, just what he did last year and and you know what he did in, in Oklahoma high school basketball and so so they've got a fun team to watch, and that team can surprise you at times. They went out and, and beat the Hornets by one the other night. You know, they, they play just fun basketball. It depends. If Trey's hot, then then it's going to be a close game. Yeah. If, he, if, if you can slow him down, it's much like OU in that if you slow him down, you slow the entire offense down because they're trying to run through him just to get him reps and, yeah. and just to continue to let him grow in that offense. Yeah, and, and for me, the next three games, I think the only one that's within 15 points for the Thunder – and so I'm predicting, you know, a big win over Cleveland, a big win over Atlanta. The only one that I really see sticking out that that will be even a kind of a challenge is Detroit. Detroit, with a similar record of, of OKC at the time of us recording this, like you said, has some stars, and we're playing at Detroit. Yeah. That's always kind of been a, a contested game, you know, because of um, Russell Westbrook and his history uh, against Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, yeah. who's, who's there, their point, their point guard, and so that game is always kind of rougher than it should be i think again i think this is a 3-0 streak for for the thunder and we see them start on that again when russ was out and the team was just shooting up i think this is russ getting comfortable with this team they've got a good little area to take off and go 3-0 just a little mini run 
This is a great spot for them to go on a little mini run and uh, pick up three easy wins. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and to, to kind of go back and, and talk about Detroit, that Detroit game just a little bit, you know, they match up fairly well with Oklahoma City. They've got a, they've got a point guard that's going to want to try to get in Russ's head. They've got history, so they'll try to get Russ off his game in that way. But they also have Andre Drummond, who's probably the, one of the best offensive rebounders in the game, along with Steven Adams. And so, so those two will go at it down low. And then when you add Blake Griffin into the mix, who's, who's very hard to stop, he's averaging, I think, 25, 10 rebounds and five assists. He just, he's their facilitator. They've used him in a true point forward role. They're hard to stop. I think you'll see a lot of, of, of Jeremy Grant on uh, Blake Griffin just because of his length and athleticism. And I think you're going to see a lot more starting out with uh, Deontay Burton off the bench. He's looked good. He's been a spark. And that game against Charlotte, he was really the only bright spot on that bench. You know, with these injuries to to Diallo, to Ferguson, you know, Abrina's had some sort of illness or sickness that hit him for like what felt like weeks. And so he's probably not up to full strength. So I think they're planning on trying to use Burton in that stretch four role, which may put Patrick Patterson at a disadvantage to kind of push him out of the rotation a little bit. I've seen, you know, in the past few games, Burton's kind of got more of, of his minutes. I think, I don't even know if if Patrick Patterson eclipsed 10 minutes in the last game they played. So I think between the two of them on on Blake Griffin, I think it'll be just enough to kind of slow him down. And I agree with you. I think I think they'll go 3-0 in these games and and continue to, to roll through the season. So next we're going to talk about uh, injury updates. But first, I want to get into Oklahoma City City Edition uniforms. Oh, man. I think those are pretty slick, man. Yeah, what do they're, you think? they're sweet. And especially, you know, they're, they're, they're a tribute to, to Native American heritage. Yeah, yeah, which so is a big deal here in Oklahoma. Yeah, they're really cool. And, you know, the turquoise is sweet. Nike nailed last year's City Edition, too, with, the, with kind of oh, like I the sound that. wave looking things. They were, oh. they were cool. And they're, they're two for two. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that that we're not Cleveland with those city editions oh. they have this year, the blue and then poor the. Poor Cle- Can we can can we talk about poor Cleveland? I know that it, is a sad city, isn't it? <laughs> they, they have, have the Browns. I know, but at least they have Baker. Yeah, but man, they're what are they four and six? Four six and one. Yeah, yeah they, had, they had the tie. But, but I'm I'm saying they've been horrible for a hundred yeah. years. And the then Cavs the Cavs are gonna be bad. finally got LeBron. Everything was great, and now they lost LeBron, and they're the worst team in the freaking league, maybe. Yeah, which you know, a lot of people say that means LeBron is probably the worst GM in basketball, which might be true. <laughs> yeah, he didn't build that team up with him. But you're right. The Cleveland has, I think, not close the worst city edition uniforms. They have these weird. Uh, it's almost a lightning bolt yeah. pattern, but like it's orange and like this weird color of blue. It, it scared me because when it I looks first like saw Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah, it did. If, you're, if you know. Uh, college sports yeah it scared me a little bit because i didn't see names on jerseys when i first saw them and i kind of saw the lightning bolt looking across it and i thought those were going to be okc's and my uh, heart stopped i was like i i don't want this <laughs> <laughs> i don't want i just this. don't and then i clicked on it and then i saw jr smith wearing it and I, all the fear left my body it was great yeah i did a little fist pump all right not us we saw the city edition uniforms actually leak a little early but we weren't you know, you know how it is. Some ten-year-old in his in his basement <laughs> designs some uniform and tries to pass it off as this is what Nike's coming out with for the Thunder. Yeah. But this year it was actually real. I just want to say that I'm thankful for the jerseys. Yeah, we have cool jerseys. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't say anything more than they're just awesome. Let's talk injuries. We've got uh, Diallo. 
Ferguson and Roberson. Yeah, so I guess I'll just go in reverse order of the way you just listed it because Ferg- we kind of mentioned Robus- Roberson first. Roberson first because we haven't really talked about him lately. He's supposed to be reevaluated in December, which I'm not sure what reevaluated means because in this whole process, he's going to continue to get evaluated. I don't know if that's just a timetable they put on it so the media wouldn't ask every week, where's he at? Probably Where's he at? very accurate, yeah. But we've seen some video. He's been doing some running, jumping, shooting, and practice. Obviously, a lot of non-contact stuff. I would just love to see him back before the All-Star break in some capacity. I, you know, I don't... That's the dream. Yeah, I mean, I don't. there's no way he's going to be back by Christmas. There's just not. Because once he can get cleared for contact, they're going to have to run him through practice. He's going to have to get accustomed to landing, planting, doing whatever on that leg with the knee. I just want him back sometime before the All-Star break. Maybe a game or two here. Bring him off the bench. Let him run with the blue a little bit. You know, do like a like MLB teams do with minor leagues. Let these guys run and and get some play where it's not as physical and the games don't matter as much. Uh, going from there, you know, Diallo yes. and, and Ferg's injuries are actually really similar, even though they didn't look like it when it happened on the court. Both with with an ankle sprain. Both were set to be evaluated uh, ten days or so from the injury. So, so some point this week or or next, uh, they'll bring them back slowly. Uh, Burton's looked good. Uh, in replacing them, TLC, uh, Timotei, oh, Lualu, Cabarro. I'm just going to try to pronounce it as many times as I can. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's his name, but I'm going to call him TLC for, yeah. probably from this point TLC forward. works great. And I, I, I might make stupid. a few waterfalls or, or creep in or red light district <laughs> references here and there. You can't see me, but I'm doing the waterfalls dance as we speak. Um, but... <laughs> Oh. But shouts to my guy TLC. He he looked he actually looked real. He's looked I good. I know he's he's a good and, player. And for man. whatever reason, I've noticed that that when you're a wing and you start for OKC, they just they throw you into the fire. They put you on their best offensive player, and it kind of hurts you getting in an offensive rhythm. I don't know if you've noticed. It's almost like when, impossible. When Diallo started, um, he didn't get in a great rhythm offensively. When Ferg started, he hasn't been in a great rhythm. It's just you're working so hard on the defensive end with that first unit. It, they just want you to get to get grind buckets to to try to you know hold star players somewhat in check. Just make things difficult, and you're ex- you're expanding so much energy on that side of the floor that offensively, it's just tough. They just want you to be able to to get you know if you can make an open shot, great. You're there to space the floor and and try to get an offensive rebound. Yeah. So what you're saying is we do have injuries, but uh, the good news is we've got some replacements that aren't all bad. That they're halfway decent. And so there's there's some silver linings to these things, and hopefully we get Roberson back before the end of time. I would love to see him <laughs> in a Thunder jersey because a lot of the uh, rumors are like with with any trade rumors, it's always Roberson's name yeah. that gets thrown in. If if the Thunder are thrown in a trade rumor, it's always well they could give up Roberson and this and that for this guy and, uh, Bradley Beal. Ex- and I was going to say that's right now, yeah, we saw that that Russ followed him on Instagram, which means that the Thunder must be trading for him it's at confirmed, some point. Basically confirmed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just that's where you go for all of your NBA rumor needs. Just Instagram. Just make an Instagram account at this point. Yeah, yeah. it's it's simple, but but no, the biggest thing is if if Roberson can't be as explosive defensively as he has been, it makes him unplayable. Just we, because, but, yeah, but we may not know that yet. No, so. no, we don't. But that you know, that's the worry with those with the patella definitely. injuries. Yeah, definitely. You may lose some explosiveness here, or there. You know, you may not be able to cut as quick. And his his game is predicated on him being able to get down in a stance yep. and just beat you to a spot, night in and night out, make your life difficult. If he doesn't excel at that, he's he's not good enough at anything else to keep him on the court. Which worries me because I love the way he plays defensively. 
Yeah, I just love Roberson, and uh, you know I've stand for him, and many others have. <laughs> We've battled hard. We've picked up our twenty-one shields, uh, the the shields with the number twenty-one on them. Yes, and uh, battled and battled for Roberson. So hopefully he comes back from this injury pretty quick. But those are your injuries for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Any any kind of closing things you want to add? No, just again, just stay patient with the team. You know, you stayed patient at the beginning of the year when Russ came back Owen, off the injury. Started zero and four. Started zero and four. Russ came back off the injury, kind of started playing better. Got some more wins. Same thing this time. You know, they, they found a rhythm. Russ comes back. You're going to lose your rhythm a little bit just because he's more ball dominant. It's You want you want a top five, top ten player to have the ball in his hands, though. And so so just making sure that that, that you're patient with this team and, and knowing that, that, hey, Russ has accepted a role that he hasn't in years past. He's played off ball more. He's let PG and Schroeder facilitate more. And so just, again, just stay patient. Enjoy watching this team and... And what I really want to watch is, is development of, of Jeremy Grant over the because we just got through with the first quarter of the season. He's actually leading the team in three point percentage, which it's only like 36 to 37 percent, which isn't great. <laughs> but that's more than what I thought he was going to be able to shoot. And if he can continue to do that, he's a weapon, because if you close out at all, he's got the explosiveness to, explosiveness to go by you. So. So just kind of kind of watching some of these rotation players and, and just seeing how they progress. That's what I like to do, and that's why I like to watch other NBA teams as well. Yeah, and so it's a similar thing from what we've told you about OU in the past. It is what it is. Have a blast watching it. It's sports. Sometimes it's not going to be perfect. That's part of the game. Have a blast watching it. We both think they're going to probably more than likely go 3-0 in these next uh, yeah, three before, so. we, before we holler at you next time. Uh, excited to see them move on thank you guys so much for listening we're trying something a little different this time around with the audio only version so be sure uh, to help us uh, kind of spread the word about this podcast we're on Apple Podcast uh, just search uh, the Oklahoma Sports Podcast will pop up yep. we got that nice blue shield we've got Super a very clean. nice clean logo Shout to our logo made to guy. us by uh, Red Door Creative they've been uh, awesome all the way through and so we're very thankful for them. So uh, be sure to share this, you know, uh, let your friends know about Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Uh, we're on socials at OK Sports Podcast in most places. Thank you guys for uh, making this possible. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs>